Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, okay. welcome to She Brigade. Um, on today's episode, we have Kim Nakwaza. She is a trust specialist at a banking institution. And after being in corporate for about 10 years, she started her blog, An Ode to Style. The, her blog is aimed at the modern career woman and, and kind of talk about financial things, financial planning, um, fashion as well, but also just your journey as a modern working woman in corporate. So hi, Kim. Hi, Bello. Uh, happy Mother's Day, by the way. We're recording this on Mother's Day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so let's just start from the beginning. Where did you begin? Where did you grow up? And what universities did you go to? What did you study? Okay, so I grew up in Kailicha, and that's in Cape Town. It's a township in Cape Town. Born and bred here. Um, Yeah, basically grew up in Cape Town. I've been here all my life. And after high school, I went and worked at a bank. I didn't go straight to university because oh. my parents couldn't really afford okay. it because there were five of us, so they couldn't afford it. So I went to work. So I went to, I started working at a bank um, as a temp and then a permanent post. And then while I was working, I started studying. So I initially um, started studying accountancy because I thought that's what I wanted. And I was so wrong. It's not what I wanted. And then I halfway through, I dropped out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I changed. Um, and, then I, and then while I was working and studying, I got a position within the bank, but a different position out of the branch because I was at the branch. So then when I got to that position, I then realized, okay, this is interesting stuff. So maybe I should study something related okay. to that. And that's when I studied uh, through UNISA, uh, Certificate in Deceased Estates Practice and Trust Administration. And then I moved over to Trust and then I studied paralegal, which is like, it's not a law degree, but it's got... Um, in its in its essence, it's got similar modules, similar to law modules. So I did that, and then after that, I went to the University of Stellenbosch, and I did a, a management um, program there. And I'm now currently studying towards my postgraduate in financial planning, and I'm doing that through Mill Park Business School. So you actually didn't have the traditional university experience that you know after varsity people go no, to university. No, I didn't have. I, didn't, I don't have the conventional story of completing high school and then immediately going to university. Yeah. Um, and, I think that's, and I think that's one thing I, I, I love about my journey. Um, it has really, really surprised me. It has really worked for me. And I think it could inspire someone one day because, um, I mean, the circumstances had led me to taking this path. I didn't yeah. choose it. So I almost feel like it was meant to happen this way. And I'm glad it did because I think my career has been very exciting. Um, So, yeah, I didn't have the conventional route of high school, university. I said I went from from high school to working and then studying part-time. And it's the most difficult thing ever. I think that's interesting because um, what I've found is that I feel like 
a lot of the time, as you know, as when you're a child and you're in high school, you have to make a decision about your career then and there. Because now you have to go and study. Mm. But like in your case, Correct. you actually made your decisions via experience. So it's, it's the Correct. more you learn about what you're interested in, the, then you can make the decision, okay, I'll study this. Then I'll learn more about this and learn Correct. more about that. Correct. And I think it worked for me because then I was able to identify what I didn't want yes. to do and what I wanted to do. So I, so I had this vision when I was in high school that I would do accountancy. And then when I started working and trying to study that, I realized that it's actually not what I like. I don't enjoy it. I know the work, but I don't enjoy it. So, yeah, it worked for me in that way. Okay, so, well, I guess you kind of touched on this already, but can we go in more into how you ended up becoming a trust specialist? So you started with accountancy, you yeah. didn't like it, then you kind of started dabbling into a few other things. Yes. So I was a bank teller. That was my first position at the bank. So I did that for three years and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. It's it's monotonous. It's it's just it's not nice. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And I went to my to the branch manager and I said to him, Look, I'd like to um like drop shadow and do something else. I I I don't see this role as as my ultimate um job i want to do something else that's more challenging you know because this is not really challenging it's actually quite stressful because you you handling other people's monies other days you don't balance you have to look for this money it it was quite stressful and so i thought i need to do something else within the bank and unfortunately my manager the branch manager at the time didn't really take me seriously And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to own this. It's my career. I'm going to investigate and see what I can find within the bank. And that's what I did. And I, and I was looking online and I, and I saw this post. It was, it was a deceased estate position. Um, basically, you were going to be an assistant to an estate officer. And I applied for it. Um, it was the same grade as, as, as my current role. So the bank that I worked for um, had a grading system. So positions mm. and grades. So, yeah, so it was the same grade. I was prepared to move for the same grade Um, because for me, it wasn't about the grade. It was about doing something that's going to challenge me, something that I thought was interesting. And so I applied for it and I I was called for an interview and they liked me because I was already in the bank. Um, I knew... I, I knew what the bank was about. Yeah, a I, bit of I context. Living the bank's values. Yeah. So, and I mean, I researched. I did. I did my homework because I wasn't fully aware of this department. I didn't even know it existed. So I did my homework. I prepared well for my for my interview, and they really liked me. And they offered me the job, and it was a good offer, mm. and I took it. So a year and a half. So now I was in. A, I was an assistant. Um, in deceased estates. So what they did, what we did there was, when someone passes away, we then administer that person's estate. So when someone passes away, we handle their liabilities and 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 distribute the estate in terms mm-hmm. of the will. And that's what we did. So it wasn't it wasn't really a matter of um, having long term relationships with clients because you you handle the estate, you closed it, and that was yeah. the end of it. And that was the end of your relationship with the client. So I was I was like a support to my estate officer. And then a year and a half later, there was a position in trust. So the trust team and the estate team work hand in hand. They are basically one department, but they're just split in terms of functionalities. But they are one team, one big department. So there's trust, there's estates, and there's wills. But ultimately, we are all one team. Okay. 
because we sort of we all we sort of work together. So for some for us to do any state, someone must have had a will. Oh, so the will yes. department is then linked to the estates um, department, and then if someone makes a provision in their will for trust for their minor children, then that and then the trust comes into effect. So it's like it's one big team that's working together. So there was a position in trust, and I thought, hmm, okay, this could be interesting. And I researched as well because I, I knew a little bit of what they did because we were quite close yeah. to the same in the States. And then I, and the position was three grades up. Oh, right? okay. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm a bit ambitious, yeah. but let's try this. I'm a bit ambitious, but let's try this. And I did. I tried. I applied for the position. Went for the interview because I was internal. So I went for the interview and they said to me, look, you don't really have much experience. Uh, we do believe that you're a fast learner. We, we do see potential in you. And I mean, we can give you the position, but we're going to have to negotiate the great thing, you know, because it was a bit senior. Yes. And I said, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to learn. Let's talk. And then um, we agreed that um, I'll get the job in condition that the, the grade is dropped like one down. So instead of it being a nine, it'll be an eight because I was a six. Oh, okay. So it'll be eight. And I said, because I wasn't really phased about that. For me, it was about developing myself mm, and learning. Mm. So I wasn't really phased about that, the grading thing. I know for some people it, it, it's quite important, but for me, it wasn't really that important. So I said, I'm happy with that. And I was happy with the offer. And a month later, I moved across. So I, I, I worked with the same people, same sort of setup, just a different um, portfolio on my desk. And so I worked hard and I, and I learned. And, and there is this history. So I've been in trust. I, I, and what I enjoy about trust versus estates is the ongoing um, relationship you have with your client. You know, yeah. it doesn't start and end. It goes on. It carries on for a long time because until whatever, whatever, whatever reason that it yes, has to terminate. Yes. Yeah, because you, but you it's, start it's a much trust, more meaningful. Yeah, start the trust with the client, yes. and of course, you man, you kind of manage it. I would say, uh, but for those who don't Correct. know what, what exactly, what is a trust? Tell us more about what a trust actually is. Okay, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make it very basic. Okay, yes, yes. So basically, a trust. Basically, a trust is like it's a vehicle where a trustee is appointed to manage assets on behalf of beneficiaries, basically. So there are two types of trusts in South Africa, and that is a testamentary trust and there's an inter vivos trust. So a testamentary trust is a trust that comes from someone's will. Right, so your will is called your last will and testament. Yes. So the testamentary trust comes from that. So if you've got minor children, you've got a child that you feel, you know, doesn't quite know how to handle money. You've got a child that you feel um, that has special needs, or you've got a relative or family member. It doesn't have to be a child. It can be your sister. It can be your mom. Where you feel like you want to give them something, but you don't really want them to get. You want that money or those assets to be protected. Right, mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that you don't trust the person. Sometimes you're just doing it for their own yes. good. So you want to protect those those assets, and that's why people set up trusts. So the, an intervivos trust is a living trust. 
So that is a trust that you create while you're still alive. Um, so you create the trust and you place assets in it. Some people will put it in a property that they want to protect. They want to, because remember, once you put that property in a trust, it's no longer technically yours. It's owned by the trust. Oh, okay. Right? Yes. Yes. So if something happens in your personal capacity, something negative oh. happens in your personal capacity, that, that asset is protected. Yes. So creditors can't really attach it. Um, so it's protected in that okay. sense. And people do that because um, sometimes it's a legacy thing. It's, it's, it's a home um, for, for, that they'd like to retain for generations to come. And it's something that's got sentimental value to them that they really want to protect and preserve. Mm. And, and the trust fulfills that, that functionality. So, so those are the two types of trust, just very, like, very briefly and basically. I don't want to get yeah. too technical because it gets really <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it gets very technical. So, basically, um, people have asked me before, can I put furniture in? Can I put a car in? Um, look, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. But managing it then becomes tricky. So, as a bank, our company, we wouldn't ordinarily take on um, stuff like jewelry. We've done it in the past, but it's difficult to manage. So um, maybe jewelry would, would be an exception, but furniture, cars, those kind of assets are difficult to, 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 ma- to manage. So we wouldn't take that on. So property, yes. Shares, yes. Actual money, yes, we can. But not things like cars and, and, and furniture. It's really, really difficult to manage that a car loses value every day so when we reflect your assets does that mean we've got to update that value every day every every month how's it gonna work so it's it's very tricky to to manage it in that sense so we choose not to do it like that okay so those are the two basic trusts and basically a trust is there to 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 sort of provide for your beneficiaries as provided for in your will or as provided for in your trust deed. And your trust deed um, is, your, is your instrument that is used only in your intervivos trust. Remember in your testamentary trust, the trust document that we look at is your will. Is your will. So your will will say, please set up a trust for my daughter um, and the following provisions, provisions will apply. And then you will tell us exactly how you want us to manage your trust. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're saying to us, uh, give my daughter three thousand rand a month, and that's that's what she's gonna get. Obviously, as trustees, um, the, the I don't want to say like the decision. The decision lies with us, right? Um, especially if your will gives us discretion, because if you, you most wills will say at my trustee's discretion. Yes. So that's why we're there. If we feel like three thousand rand is a lot. Looking at the value of your trust, looking at the at the time horizon, how long must this trust last? And we feel that three thousand rand, the trust can't afford three thousand rand, then we will not give you a child three thousand rand. Obviously, it's a discussion we have mm. with beneficiaries. It's not that we force our our, our hand. It's a discussion we have. It's an open discussion, and we can say, look, we know that you meant to get three thousand rand at this stage. The trust can't afford it. Can we perhaps give you two thousand five hundred? Okay, and see how it, it you know. So it, it's it's it, that's how, and that's why it brings me back to my first point of that client relationship. That is something I I quite enjoy, and you you have that. You get to know your clients. 
you know, yeah, it's not just a relationship that starts and ends after nine months. Okay. Well, like, I'm not going to lie here. I am not into financial stuff. <laughs> I Like, I'm mm. learning quite a lot from this. I, I didn't know a lot of what you just told me now. Even after reading up about it, okay, it's actually made so Thanks, eh? I'm so yeah. glad. And I want to keep it as basic yes. as possible. Because people don't venture into that territory or they don't ask you avoid it it's intimidating it's intimidating it is it is you That's know I it's very intimidating i mean i worked at a bank three years straight and i didn't know this department existed oh and i and, and I, I also work at a bank. bank by the way and i still don't know about you see you see yes. and that's my yeah. point you yeah. know people people will get scared and I, I mean it's normal because it's just like and for me and for me when i grew up in Kailicha, nobody spoke about yeah. trust. Nobody spoke about wills. So for me, it's it was a bit intimidating as well because I was like, okay, what is this? This is something new. So that's how I'm trying to make it as basic mm. as possible. Okay, so I just want to go back a little bit. Your journey to becoming a trust specialist is actually very interesting. And um, you know, because I'm like I'm a big fan of your blog. You once wrote about impo- imposter oh, syndrome. You. Yes. And, oh gosh. Like, and I yeah. know probably this is not the case, but from what it sounds like, you, you sound very confident and it sounds like, you know, you had your journey, um, like, you know, better down and you knew what you were doing. So, like, did you ever experience that? Because, I mean, I'm in a position where I'm very scared of, like, the next move, you know, because, you know, you end up doubting yourself. But you seem yeah. to have moved along very confidently. Like, it's, it's as if you really, really believed in yourself and your abilities and your skills. So what's your take on imposter syndrome and what's your experience with it? Sure. I would be lying if I said I don't experience it today. Oh. I do. I I honestly do. It comes. There are moments where I doubt myself and I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? I I actually can't I'm not capable of doing this. I, it happens and it's normal. Um so with, with my transition from estates to trust, yes, I had to, I, I I had to sort of amp myself up and say, You've got this. Mm. There were moments where I doubted myself, but I, 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 I don't, I actually don't know what was driving me. I think, I think my, I think my, 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 my experience at the branch was very, it wasn't good. It wasn't that great. So I think the hunger that I had then, because I was like, I need to get out of here. I need to oh. go. I need to get out of here. I, need, I think that drove me. I think that drove me. And I think also having someone in your corner, you know, because, I mean, I had people in my life where I could go to and say, look, I'm scared. I don't know if, if I'm doing the right thing. Is this right? Do you think I can do it? I think if you have people in your corner that are that are able to have honest conversations with you and say, look, you can do it or whatever the case is, it, that's important. Because that also, it, it, it sort of puts a shadow of doubt on that doubt that you had. So I, I, I did battle a lot with it. And I mean, I'm not going to dwell onto this, but I mean, female bosses have a tendency of um, making you feel like you're not capable. Mm. Um, I've had my fair share of experiences. Um, they make you doubt yourself. And, and, and I was there at some point in my, my career. I, 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 did, I definitely did doubt myself, but I, I pulled myself together and I said, look, what's the worst that can happen honestly yeah the worst that can happen is they're going to tell you that you're not ready for this position and and you'll you'll just keep working towards it that's the worst that can happen 
and that's and and even today i always say that i always pause and i ask myself okay kim what's the worst that can happen here and then i start thinking rationally after that i'm like okay cool they're probably gonna say no and it's fine and then i'll 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 I'll, I'll basically just ask for feedback on where can i improve and i'll work on that and that's been my 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 stance throughout my career imposter syndrome is real it happens but i think um the best way is to first acknowledge that you are in this position now yeah and accept that you are and deal with it because it doesn't help you not dealing with it right so i think it first starts with an acknowledgement that okay yes okay i can feel that i'm doubting myself okay and then you start asking your question yourself questions like okay but why why am i doing this in the first place because then then you you're able you you're able then to see why you want this mm. so badly yeah and then like i said i always ask myself but what's the worst that can happen really i'm going to get a no and i'll ask for feedback and then i work on that basically that's just how i i go through it wow okay so your advice to someone who's doubting themselves what would what would you say to someone who comes to you and says you know what i don't think I'm ready. I don't think I've earned it. What would you say to someone? Mm. Sure. That's, that's a tricky one. Um, seriously, if you apply for a position, some, there's, something, there's something that you, that you saw in yourself. You, you, you must have believed that you're capable of, that, of, 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 of getting that job or doing that job. So I think go back to that and try to find it. And and I think most importantly, be true to yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're not. Yes. You know, be true to yourself and ask yourself those questions and say, why did I apply in the first place? Because I thought I'm capable of doing it. What have I done to empower myself? I've done A, B, and C. So therefore, why should I not get this mm. position? Or why should I not run this, this, this project? You know? And I think... Um, for example, if, if someone's like been tasked with running a project, for example, and then they start doubting themselves, I think ask yourself the same questions. Make sure you do research on whatever project that you're yes. doing, just to empower yourself because people will test you. Mm, that's true. If you're young, because I've been, I, unfortunately in our, not unfortunately, but in our, in our field, there are a lot of people that have been there for like 20 years plus, right? And then you come along with like four years experience and they're like, who are you? So they will throw curveballs at you just to test, yes. just to, to test your capabilities. If you're young, if you're a female, if you're black, those three things, I can tell you now, people will try to test you to see, is she really qualified? Is she really capable? You know, and then those things make you start doubting yourself. So I think empower yourself do your research. When people throw curveballs at you, you're able to handle it. You're prepared. And I mean, you're prepared. And if, if you're someone that really struggles, maybe get a mentor. Yes. You know, get someone to talk to and, and guide you because you need that sounding board sometimes. You need to speak to someone because sometimes trying to convince yourself doesn't always no. work. It's not easy. <laughs> yes. It's not That's easy. True. It's honestly not easy. I, I know. It's not easy because... You're trying to convince yourself, but on the other hand, you're doubting yourself. So it's not easy. It requires a lot of personal, like, emotional strength. Um, but yeah, like, I listen to a lot of music that when I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to doubt myself and I will listen to music that I know will build me up. 
So if, if that works for you, do it. But speaking to someone, get a mentor, express how you feel, be honest with yourself and say, look, I think I can do it, but I'm doubting myself yes. because of A, B, and C. You know, speak to someone, get advice. Yeah, that's just my two cents. Nice. Okay, so as a black woman in corporate, you have mm. been in corporate for 12 years. Yeah. What are what are the what kind of lessons have you learned throughout your journey that you would want to share with others that are kind of in corporate? I mean, take someone like me. I've got my journey in corporate is kind of only beginning. So, mm. what what kind of what are what are what are the biggest lessons um, that you've learned being a black woman in corporate? I think it matters that you're a black woman because you know in South Africa these mm. dynamics really do shape our journeys. Yep, they do. They yes. do. Sure. I don't know. I think I think for me, like once you've really identified what it is that you want to do, I think that's the first thing you need to do. You know, once you've identified what it is that you really want to do, work so hard towards attaining your goals, right? Um and I and I know it's not corporate is not easy. Honestly, it's not easy. Um, like I said earlier, I've had people, I have people in my life where I can go to and say, look, this happened and I don't know how to handle it. Um, yeah, I think it's important to have people in your life that, that, that have got your back, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what lessons, I, I, oh, it's, it's <laughs> such a, it's such an open, it's such a wide, question. it is, but I mean, I've been in corporate for 12 years and it hasn't been easy. But I'm at I'm at I'm at that stage now where, honestly, I, I there are things that still bother me. There are things that that get thrown at me. Um, but for some reason, I'm able to cope with them. I can take them. I, I they hurt. Yes, they hurt. But I can but I can take them because I've I've been here for so long. Um, but I think for me. Nobody can 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 argue with hard work. If you show, if I love that. Nobody can argue with excellence. Mm. Honestly, nobody can argue with excellence. I mean, your own manager can suppress you as much as she wants, but um, that that manager cannot determine your future. I had a manager at some stage in my career, female, um, and she would suppress me i felt suppressed by her and um so much so that i decided one day because i wanted my salary to be reviewed because i've always i've always taken charge of my career so i'll take on extra work because i want to Mm -hmm. right not because i want you to to reward me necessarily but because i want to i'll take on extra tasks because i want to learn and grow in my career right but at the same time it's only fair that you recognize that and you reward me, right? Absolutely. So, so I once approached this manager and I said, look, for the past year, this is what I've done. These are my contributions to the company. And I think it's, I think it's time you reviewed my salary. I just I approached her like mm. that. And she didn't like that. And she like, gave me a flat no. And I thought, okay, wow. so I'm not going to take your no for an answer. I'm gonna go to your manager, and that's what I'm gonna, and that's what I did. <laughs> and I went. I just, I just said, okay, thank you. Um, I don't agree with you, but I'll see what I'll do. I approached her manager and I said, hi, this is who I am. You know me. 
this is what I've done. This is the discussion I've had with my manager, and this was the outcome. And I'd just like you to to consider my request. And my request was approved. Mm. My request was approved because I had done the work. I wasn't trying to get more money out of the company. I had done the work willingly, not because I wanted the money. I did the work because I wanted to grow as an individual. I wanted to, to invest in myself. And that's why I took on the extra tasks. I volunteered to do extra work. I participated in projects. I put my hand up because I wanted, because our company at the time was also going through like um, a rebranding. We were rebranding. We had new senior management. They were slightly younger. So they were, we were rebranding. And I wanted to be part of that change. I wanted to look back and say, I contributed yes. to that. And for me, it's just something I wanted to be proud of in my career. So, my point is nobody can, 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 can dismiss you if you work hard, if you show up in excellence, if you give it your all. So that's basically, in a nutshell, what I would say to someone in corporate that's having their ups and downs. You will be discouraged many times, um, but you've just got to keep your eye on the prize and ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And when you're able to answer those questions and keep your eye on the prize, you will grow in your career. Find someone to guide you because people will pull you down. Your own manager will pull you Mm. down, let alone your peers. Your own manager will pull you down. The one that's supposed to empower you, they will pull you down. So those things happen. In Cape Town, you don't want to know what happens in Cape Town. <laughs> it's a totally different ball game. So if someone is in Cape Town and, is, and they're listening, do your work. Show up in excellence. Nobody can argue with that. Nobody can argue with that. Your work will speak for, it's, for you. Your work will speak for you. So yeah, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my advice. Okay, so yeah. t- tell us a little bit about why you decided to start your blog and Ode to Star. Okay, so um, I decided to start my blog because I had, I wanted to commemorate 10 years in corporate and I thought because I'm someone that likes dressing up, I'm always dressed up at work, I always dress up for work and I thought I'd like to share my journey um, and I liked my journey and I loved my story because it was unique. It was not your conventional story. Mm. And I thought maybe it could inspire someone out there, even if it's just one person. But I knew that it could inspire someone. And I thought um, that's basically what I want to do. I want to share my journey because it's mine and it's, it's unique. And I think it's, it's a beautiful story. So basically, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. And... I mean, in my personal opinion, you've, it's been amazing. It's been amazing watching your blog grow. I've actually been, like, I kind of low-key stalk you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trust me, I do the same. <laughs> trust me, I do. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if, you, if you haven't checked out Kim's blog, you can find it at www.anodetostyle.ca.ca. I'll add the link um, to the show notes as well. And so 
one of my favorite things to talk about is so I believe in my favorite quote which says be who you needed when you were younger so if you could talk to your younger self mm-hmm. what message would mm. you give her right now so pick any age basically um I'd say um how old was I when I started working so I was out of house school so I was 18 yeah somewhere 18 19 um I think from a financial point of view I would have I would I would have loved to okay let me rather say from a financial point of view I would say to my 18 year old self that um it, it's never too early to start saving mm. right and that's something that I've learned in my like adult life and I wish I had known sooner that you know what you're not too you're not too young to start saving towards something so that's what i would say to my younger self um yeah basically yeah that's what i would i would i would say to my younger self it's you're never too young to start saving towards something um and yeah i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah please crop that part out i'm actually not going to i love it (laughs) Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. But so, yeah. so what's next for Kim? What's next? What are you working towards? Uh, maybe you can give us some exclusives on things that are going on. Yes. So you may have noticed that, and I said this to you, that I, 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 I this year I deliberately slowed down on, on blogging. Yes. Um, and that is because I, I really wanted to focus so much on my studies and my career. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I can't really share much, but I'm I'm in a transitional phase of my career, so I'm I'm doing I'm 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 working towards doing something slightly different. Okay. So yes, so I'm changing things in my career, and I'm actually so excited to to share them in the near future. I will actually share because I think it's something that people silent, silently struggle with. Because I know I have. It's something that people are struggling, silently struggling with, um, and I and I and I'm actually excited to share. Once I feel like I'm there, I'm ready to share this now. But I mean, I'm 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 I've shifted my focus. I haven't stopped blogging. Um, I've turned down some some partnerships um, because I just when I do something, I want to do it with so much passion. I want to put my heart and soul into yes. it. So if I know that I'm not going to give it my best, I will. I I won't do it. I won't take it on. I won't. I won't post a blog if I know that it's it's rushed, you know. Mm. So this is why I decided to just take a step back and just focus on my career and my studies. Okay. So I've got some plans in place. Um, yeah, so, but I'll share that probably like towards the end of the year. I'll, I'll share, I'll share a whole lot. Okay, I'm, ex- so now I'm, I'm excited. I'm really keeping my head, yeah. I'm really keeping my head down and I'm really like trying to focus and, and just work towards my goals. I don't want to disappoint myself. So that's what's happening in my life currently. Okay. Uh, Kim, thank you for joining us. This has been very insightful and one I've actually really loved talking to you. How can people get hold of Thank you? Um, you? I will link your, so your blog much. at the bottom. Yes, please. Um, so people can find me on Instagram. Sorry, you can continue. No, no, actually, I was going to say maybe like Instagram. Yes. So I'm on Instagram and my Insta handle is at Kimmy Knox. Um, and the it's K-I-M-M-Y-N-O-K-Z. 
and I'm not really active on 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 Facebook. I am <laughs> on Facebook, and my page is an old to style. Um, and then lastly, on my Instagram page, email address is on there. So if you want to contact me, you can either do so via my blog. Or you can just click email on my Instagram and I will see your email. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, fellow. Thank you for having me. And And happy Mother's Day again. (laughs) Thank you so much. I can't wait to be spoiled now. I'm going to get ready and I'm (laughs) going to go and be spoiled. My sister has invited me to lunch. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Thanks, Kim. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you on the next episode. Bye.